The sound of that low-calorie flavored seltzer alcoholic beverage can only mean one thing. It's time to start the show. That's right. Fuck you. You're not getting free advertising from us. Your brand name. Yeah, fuck you, White Claw. I mean, I got it. Tim! Tim! God, Henry's is going to be so pissed that we advertise for a White Claw. <laughs> They're going to be so bad that we're drinking, we're drinking White Claw. Well, good well. thing is, guys, no women listen to this show, so nobody will know no what the hell you're talking about. named it Henry, so and like, and like Henry's White Claw, all these other things like to make it sound more manly. It's like, uh, absolutely. Henry, I'm, drinking, I'm drinking White Claw, bro. I think the White Claw thing came about because of the popularity of Game of Thrones. Mm. No, it didn't. Yeah. I did. Look it up. Look up the history. That's the official. That's the official drink of Game of Thrones. Yeah, Daenerys drinks it on the back of that that lizard or the dragon all the time. (laughs) That lizard thing with with wings and shit. She's got them three salamanders over there. (laughs) (laughs) If they were salamanders, they could have regenerated their throat after they were shot. (laughs) I thought you were going to say up your asshole because we talked about that last, last podcast. Remember? Yeah, because you were, we're fucking lizards fucking or something. Lizard. Yeah, yeah you're getting anal fucked by a lizard. Yeah, for your, uh, for like. So I wouldn't know because that you, episode you, hasn't been posted yet. You quit, you quit. Look, I'm on it. We're trying to backlog some episodes, so I got a lot to post it. <laughs> you quit, you quit hemorrhoids to having a salamander up your asshole. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So. No, you said something you know, about fucking a salamander. You know, in France, that, uh, that drink there is called Henri's. No, what? What? God damn it, Tim. He's saying that's how you pronounce Henry in French. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Henry's. Speaking of, of, I think you need to get closer to your microphone. You're going to get an ab workout and a half today. Before you get into whatever you're saying, who's your favorite Henry of all time? Uh, King King, uh, Henry III. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's a good one. (laughs) uh, Uh, John Henry. Oh, I like Hank Aaron. Henry Aaron. Ah, oh, that's yeah. fucking bullshit. What about you, Chad? Henry Williams. Hank Williams. That doesn't count. I, I don't have one. <laughs> you know, I have favorite Henry. Hey, who the hell is John Henry? By the way, that was just Old like old John Henry. Was Wasn't that like a president or something? Yeah, I was gonna say he he built the railroads, John right? Henry. Was, well, I know I know was, that was primarily was Chinese he was people, real, he but was real life Paul Bunyan. He was a mythical. Or I'm not mythical, but he he raced the. Um, they had a railroad spiking device that did like, and he was like the one who like raced it to see if he could spike. Holy shit! I can't it. believe that you remember that. It was like a, I, 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 it was like a Pecos he's Bill a kind his, of. He was, he's an ex-history teacher. Well, yeah, I guess that's he knows true. random shit. See, but we know that that was a, that that story wasn't accurate because it was the Chinese that built the railroad. It wasn't Chinese <laughs> yeah. that built the railroad. It was. Uh, what's this right? Why did they? Okay, I'm gonna say a racial and the slur. Irish, right? Morning, I'm gonna yeah. say a racial slur. East, East, but, East but, is Irish, but West not, is not, not not in a hateful way. But why do they call them chinks? No, that's a good question. I really don't know. That, that don't, is a great question. Like, you I was laying, laying flagstone. I was laying flagstone in my backyard, and my, my father. <laughs> <and> my, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but okay. And wishing that you had a couple <laughs> Chinese people to help you out. <laughs> my father-in-law looked over and said, "Damn, wish we had ourselves some." Uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, come on. Oh, damn, Alan. Uh, the uh, no, but he said the little pieces that you put between the big rocks are called chinks. Yeah, they're and called like, chinks. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I don't think that's what they're called at all. <laughs> I was like, well, it's just like a chink in a chain. Wow, how'd that, how'd it get in there? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I don't know if we're gonna be able to air this episode. Is that, is that how they got over from China? With the chains? In no, China. someone else got over with chains. <laughs> no, King Kong. They brought King Kong over in a boat on chains. Um, is that why they call them? I don't get it. No, but remember, in Inglorious Bastards, they were like, uh, uh, they were playing that game with the uh, things in their heads. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, so this was a tale of someone brought over in chains. And they're like, yeah. Was he brought over by, uh, not against his will? They're like, yeah. Well, then either this is the story of King Kong or the story of the Negro slave. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, well. Oh, hey, well. I mean, it's fair. Yeah. Anywho, I uh, looked up John Henry. John I Henry. wouldn't say that it was fair. Yeah, okay, well, John Henry is an, uh, an African-American folk hero. He's said to have worked as a steel-driving oh, man. Oh, John Henry was black? Yeah. Uh, a man tasked with hammering you a steel drill into a rock. No. He was supposed no. to hammer a steel drill into a rock to make holes for explosives to blast rock, constructing a railroad tunnel. And eventually he like raced the railroad. So he's kind of like a legend, like, like a... He's like, oh shit! Whoa, wait! Isn't that what that that song is? Uh, fuck! Who is the guy that sings the that one that Ryan big, sung big, earlier? The Big John? No, Big yeah, yeah, Bad yeah, yeah, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that big about that guy? John. Yeah, that's a uh, goddamn. It's, it's the same guy that sings King of the Road, I think. But I, I've heard that I'm song. I'm King of the Road. Oh, Willie Nelson. No, goddamn it! It's not Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, on the road again. This guy Willie has Nelson. the deepest voice in the world, not the highest nasliest. Hey, he smokes a lot of weed though. 
true. Yeah. You know what? Did you guys so to go into sports? Did you guys did you guys watch the real sports episode with uh um, no, no, with Nelly with uh, with Don no. Nelson? Do you hear you know what this, I'm talking about? Oh Negative. yeah, yeah. I know, so, I know what you're talking about. But I didn't watch it. So big so so Don Nelson, basketball coach for the Mavs, right? Yeah. And so I mean and, and been in been in what basketball since forever. Nineteen sixty two. Played he like had the, five, does he had have like the second rings. most amount of wins or yeah, something? Yeah, like behind, that? Behind fucking Pop, legend. Yeah, okay, Pop. okay. Yeah, so he has like Pop just this April overtook Don Nelson. So but Don Nelson, you know what he did after retirement, right? What you? What was that? He smoked well, a bunch of weed. So of that. breaking news based on. Uh, what, We're breaking news on this podcast. Yeah, what? what, what it will be. It will be breaking when Brian posts it in like yeah, yeah, August. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will have already happened. But, like, oh, guys, here's like a, a month and a half late on this Espen one. Espen just sent me an update saying that Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard are discussing scenarios that can that could include a future with them playing together. Interesting. How much room does Toronto have for that? Doesn't make, I, I don't think Toronto on. could make that. The timeout. So okay, I'm, I'll tell you this. I don't think. I, I don't Toronto think, has a bunch of nobodies in Kawhi. Yeah, like, I don't think he's going back there. But does doesn't it give you pause? Like if you're him, like hey, that's who just blew his ACL out, or not his ACL, his Achilles. Achilles. Like, oh, what am I going to link my? Uh, isn't, isn't that Achilles injury like going to take him till like, he'll be, through the season? He's missing he'll, a whole he'll, year. Yeah, he's, he's going to miss the whole year. Yeah. And then Kawhi's going to go back to Toronto and say, hey, they gave me, you know, I got these offers. Give me a one-year contract for an ungodly amount of money, and they'll give it like, to him, and, and they'll give it to him. Yeah. Like, and, and then he'll probably leave and go play for Durant. Right. What Dude, Durant, I was actually, right? so I was, in the, I was thinking, uh, I did a lot of thinking in the shower, and I was th- actually thinking about, um, about the, uh, there were the rumors. Who dropped that Woj? Sorry. Uh, it, um, oh, probably that Windhorse douchebag. Woj and Shelburne. Yeah, Win, Windhorse is like a. Have you ever I seen him? That dude. Yeah, he's a fat fuck. Well, you know why he got famous? Really? Oh my god! You know, yeah. You, you know why he got? Famous? He's from like he's from like North Carolina. Hot dog contest? No, he was. He, he, he was. He was a, <laughs> what? The skinny guys went. Um, he was the Cleveland Cavaliers like beat reporter. So when LeBron James went to Cleveland. Everyone, everyone was uh, going that, to Windhorse for information. He up. winds up on ESPN on every fucking day because everyone wants to talk to the Cavaliers reporter, and he ends up as a staple on ESPN because LeBron's like three or four year stretch there. He was like the go to guy. Everyone wants all the information on LeBron and the Cavs, and Windhorse was the Cavs reporter. Gotcha. So that's 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 why he's like famous. Well, he's he's a fat fudger from the Midwest. I yeah, he's a douchebag. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, the NBA is. I I enjoy it because it is exciting, especially during the free agency period. Is it not kind of annoying the way that uh, the the way that the teams are continuously being constructed now yeah. to where the I don't know I wouldn't necessarily say bring, that the the shift of power changes constantly because you do still well, have teams that are in the upper tier. It's one hundred percent shifted to the players, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I just it's kind of it's kind of shitty how there's so many of these players. There's not necessarily so much of an allegiance. And okay, there's, and there's no other there's no other big big four or five sport that has. Only five starters, right? I mean, that's like basketball is the lowest starter yeah, count, and, 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 and that's so, why a singular player can swing it so yeah. much. That, and yeah. I, I see what you're saying. That a singular player can swing and, well, the like the yeah. and change the landscape of the yeah. league so much. Like Zeke, but I think Zeke a lot goes, of it Zeke has to do yeah, like with us being biased because we grew up with Dirk, who had an allegiance to one team all the way throughout. It wasn't this constant shifting and of free we, we agents. We weren't a fan of him, but Tim Duncan in the same state. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Tim yeah. Duncan was the same. And and actually, as much as I had to say it, a very large majority of the Spurs players yeah. hung around. Kobe. I mean, yeah, you 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 had your main core of guys. With Tony, yeah. Tim, well, I mean, and you can even date back to uh, uh, what's his name, David that dirty ass motherfucker, Bowen. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah uh, David Robinson played there forever. As Wade a, Bowen, uh, the Manu Ginobili. Yeah. Um, He's a great basketball. They, they always had those weird guys like Oberto and shit that stayed there forever. Yeah. Splitter, and, uh, Splitter, and uh, and Dial, fucking Dial. God, I hated Boris Dial. But back to Don Nelson though. Right. So mm. after after retirement, forgot we were talking about that. Yeah, after retirement, he went to. Uh, um, he moved to Hawaii. Or he went somewhere, but he went to Hawaii, and he has just like crazy story. I mean, he moved to Hawaii, bought a bunch of bought a bunch of property. He told the story about how him and Willie, whenever he was coaching for the Mavs, him and Willie and a bunch of other people would get there. Willie Nelson would play have poker games, and so and Willie, of course, a bunch of the guys he was playing with, they they toke, and so they would always pass around. When he got to Don Don Nelson, he would always say, "Can't smoke." Like they test players and coaches. I'll lose my job. No thanks. I'm good. And so he passed. And so the day he retired, they had a big poker game like the next day, and they passed to him, and he hit it, and he said, and he said, 
Oh, now I see why y'all smoke all the time. Yep. And so now he's a huge pothead. Yeah. Well, he even he Rick even Carlisle uh, called it out in that speech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's been it's been known now, I guess, for a good a good six months months where it's been like really really widely published. Well, like, if you listen to the fan over a year and a half to two years ago, you would know that he actually owns a pot farm in Hawaii. We're more refined within our fandom and our conversation. Yeah. You, With so you don't know shit is basically the way to say yeah, that. Like, uh, <laughs> cocaine and fine wines and scotches. Yeah. Exactly. We sit on a nice Merlot and then snort a line. They bring, me on, they, bring, they bring me on once a week to just retell the uh, the, the Jack Daniel story. That's all they do. <laughs> I Anyways, they do. So they, uh, but Don Nelson was talking and he's, so he, he, when he was single still and just starting out in coaching, he, you know, he met some girl and I uh, met a flight attendant on the way to, I don't know, like Pittsburgh or something like that. And they ended up having a fling. And then 26, 27 years later when he's retired, he gets a letter in the mail and it says that she's been I'm, lost on an island for all that time, and she finally made it back. What? No. And she was friends she, with the volleyball, this, this and she not, floated not, back on a fence. She's not Castaway. She's no. not fucking Tom Hanks. Anyway, uh, he was so dating he, Tom Hanks. <laughs> he's dating Tom Hanks. He has a bunch of dicks. Uh, but he. Uh, so anyway, she's like, she's like I'm your daughter. He calls her. He calls years. her. Moves her. Moves her all the way back. Moves her to Hawaii, and like she owns a, a, a wedding venue now out there. But he's telling about his his just his life and about. He owns the property out there in, 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 in Hawaii, and he just smokes all day, and he hangs out. And I legitimately got on got on Zillow and started looking up how much condos cost in, in Hawaii. And it's like, they're like $250,000 to get a condo. It's not on the beach, but it's, you know, you can get a condo and go there. It's like, man, that's an awesome retirement. That's, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah and, and he's bought a shitload of them. Oh, he's bought a bunch of them, Especially yeah. if you're like... Not in the main hub where like people go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you're kind of if you go, like, go to like the island, the island of Kauai where we went last August. I mean, it's really low, really low key, laid back. But think about it: a two hundred fifty thousand dollars you for a loan on that, you're paying what fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars a month. You make that in a week if you rent that out to a tourist. Oh, 100%. so why not? Why not buy a condo? Let somebody else pay off your entire condo, and then when you're retired, you go live there yeah. for you know free. And you just got to pay for flights, but. Anyways, I, I digress. Damn, Don, Don damn the bad life. Dude, huh? He's doing it right, man. Honestly, some people got it all figured out, dude. They just go, "What, what am I going to do all that shit for? I'm just going to go smoke weed in Hawaii, man." Like, it's like that's a, that's it's a fucking. Life. It helps whenever you're a multimillionaire, but it, yeah, it's, for it, sure. It, it sounds it sounds pretty awesome. Like, so I'm is that sure what I need to do with all my millions? I'm pretty sure when I retire, I might become a, a pot smoker. I'm not even. I'm just not even joking. I might just stop drinking. Like Don Nelson said, the last time he drank was maybe like two or three months ago, and he had a glass of wine. All he does is, is smoke weed now, and it's like. Damn. See, I just don't know awesome. if I could do that, man. I, I'd, you're, you're, I'd miss beer too If much. I was rich and retired, I could absolutely do that. Just get high. It's a lot healthier, too. I mean, oh, yeah. way healthier. I mean, your liver's not going not gonna to hate you. That kind of thing. So, My liver would never hate me. Your liver. It's my friend. Your liver. Your liver literally protests in front of, like, in front of the White House against you. Every, like, like, one, like, they're just like the fucking whatever. They're, they're the, an, the Antifa. Do you know who the Antifa are? Yes, I know like, who the you're, Antifa you're, are. You're, 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 dick. The liver, the liver for you is the Antifa in your, in your, in your body right now. Just fucking throwing Molotov cocktails. It's liberal as fuck. It's liberal as fuck. Is that why I got the shits votes, this morning? Votes, because oh, yeah, of those Molotovs? Voting, voting for Bernie Sanders, everything J- else. J- Jason, <laughs> Jason's, uh, Jason's far right, except for that liver, man. That liver is just... <laughs> Keeping Chad. me around. Anyway, um, sorry. That's that. So yeah. I, I was thinking about the, the, the Kawhi Leonard thing, and I was thinking about him joining the Lakers, and I was thinking like... Is that because you were drinking a White Claw, and he's the Black Claw? Yeah, the Black Claw, yeah. He's just the Claw. Yeah, but he's black, and therefore he's the black claw, okay. and Ryan's drinking white, white claw. claw. Right. I was trying be, to associate Who would be, who would be the white claw in the NBA? Oh, that's def, that's definitely uh, like Luca. Luca's the white claw? <laughs> I don't know. First <laughs> white guy it's I thought of. It's got to be somebody who has massive hands. By the way, after we talked about the, Luca the, has the hands? claw, I mean, I'm sure he's got pretty big hands because he's 6'7 or 6'8, yeah. but after we talked about... The claw nickname for Kawhi, that entire finals, I was paying a lot more attention to his hands. Holy shit, that guy has some massive hands. Yeah, I mean... Like massive, massive. You don't, you don't laugh like fucking King You know Kong, what they say about uh, big hands. Don't have, don't have gigantic... <laughs> so I, I was. He laughs. He laughs like a, like he laughs like that that big black guy that was in the Green Mile. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh yeah, like actually, Joan, Joan Coffee. Yeah. It sounds the same, but not but spelled different. He's he's basically like the. He sounds like a, basically what I'm saying is he sounds like a big retard. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man. So I, but I was thinking, I was thinking about him if he were to go to the Lakers like the speculation I thought and I thought man isn't that like the fucking turning back the clock like anti Warriors. Like, cause you have like you'd have like three dudes that just play fucking 
uh, 1990s, like driving to the rim, like that kind of shit. I was like, eh, that, that's and doesn't it, isn't it amazing how just geography and history makes makes the reason why people want to go play for your team? Like, yeah. let's be honest. Who, if you look at Dallas, why wouldn't you want to come play here right now? No state income tax. Christ, what? No state income tax. Yeah, no state. Okay, I wasn't gonna go that. that far. But yes, I, I, to, as a financial advisor, I think it's a great idea. Uh, but no state income tax, and you have Kristaps. You've got you've got Luca. You have a you have a phenomenal coach. Yeah, right? I, he's just talking he's, about how with little to no historical significance. Yeah. In, in comparison to a large majority of like the East Coast teams or some of the well, not all of them, but like looking at Boston or looking at the Lakers. Boston, yeah. L.A., Chicago, Florida. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would think, right? Okay, I thought they meant like the Heat had some like historical significance. Well, yeah. Who, in the who are you talking about with? No, Florida? no, not, not in, just not, saying. Just go move to Florida. Move, move to Florida. Oh, 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 people, oh, yeah, Miami, yeah. people Miami's do want to live in. People, like, people want to be in. Miami. Oh, okay, okay. They, they I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. Maybe I'm biased. Why wouldn't you want to live in Dallas? Is it just because it's hot as hell in the summer? But it's the, it's not known as one of those more yeah. popular nah, like over the top cities. The area is great. I, I I agree. Like like it's what's weird. People want to be in L. A. And the weird thing is, is like you can have a house. LeBron has a house in L. A. I mean, obviously he plays there now. But while he played with Cleveland, he had a house in L. A. You can live in L. A. As an NBA player, you can do that. Okay, but you, live there, you can live there in the good months, right? Yeah. Like you don't know, like June June through June through what August September before you have to show up for yeah you know like you have to actually start showing up for for practice and everything else. And you want to know what I always find weird? Out. So so we're talking about like how players don't want to come to Dallas to play and like live here. But have you guys ever noticed that the majority of like relevant, hell not, and even some irrelevant players that have come and played for Dallas teams, whether it be the Stars, the Mavericks, the Cowboys, or the Rangers, end up building or buying their forever Always, home yeah. here, and they Always. live here the rest of yeah, their life. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, but that that doesn't ever really seem to play in Troy for some Aikman reason. Was literally from was from California, played for UCLA. I thought Came he was from here. Oklahoma. He's from Oklahoma. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. He yeah, grew up sorry. in Henrietta. I thought for some reason. I thought for some reason he grew up in California. My bad. Nah, he, no, he uh, he went to Cal he went, after, oh, after. He went to OU, OU first. Like, then went to UCLA. Okay. Yeah. All right. But like, it's but fine. He, you don't he, know shit but, about your three-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, but it's but, fine. But there's even people like where's, Terry Bradshaw. Where's Aaron from? Chico, California, Northern California. Oh, well, what else you want to know about him? He wasn't recruited by Dick, any D1 Dick, colleges, Dick went to Butte Community College. The Cal coach came over to, re- to try to recruit the tight end and happened to see the film and thought Aaron Rodgers would question, be a pretty good question, fit. Question, Boom, came. Okay. And that famous. coach's name was Ted – something Ted. Ted Bundy. Where was he from? <laughs> His coach's name was Ted Bundy. That's why, that's why Aaron's nickname is The Murderer. Yeah, you're, you're right, though. No, like, a, a lot of people that's for other reasons. That's, that's, that's ben, ben Roethlisberger. Uh, no, he's a raper. Never mind, sorry. Man, we get our, we're getting our felonies confused today. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Felonies confused. Yeah, I mean, they, they do like, like I said, Terry, Mike Tedford. Terry Bradshaw built a house here, like randomly, because his his daughter. Yeah, and he didn't even play here. His daughter went to Keller High School, so yeah. like, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, uh, there was a girl that went to high school with us that her mom and Terry had like a, kind of a long relationship. I don't know if they're still together, but they. Terry Bradshaw. Like, Terry Bradshaw's ex-wife is her name's Carla Bradshaw. <laughs> is married to a to a, a criminal defense attorney, a big one up in up in Denton, and still lives there and still has an attorney as a law practice up in Denton. I see her all the time. Interesting. She's smoking hot. Like, look it up. Carla Bradshaw. She's hot as hell. Um, <laughs> he's like 53 and smoking. So, smoking. if you look at it, like, you think Russell Westbrook lives in Oklahoma City? I mean, why wouldn't he? Why? Fashion's huge in Oklahoma City. That's, that's a good point. Um, I mean, you, like, Giannis, like, that dude leaves Wisconsin, you know. He's <laughs> not staying there. Uh, well, yeah, he goes back to Greece or wherever the hell he's oh, from. Oh, the Mediterranean. Though. Like, that's so great. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, so that's great. <laughs> It, it does suck, right? The Mediterranean. I don't know anything yeah, about those like, other places. There's just like sailboats they everywhere. Make great you like you you're like lounging on this like uh, villa and watching the sailboats pass by and eating like octopus and stuff. It's like eating it's, that puss. It's awful, dude. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to go. I'll be honest, eating that puss every off season. You get. Nice I think I think I think Mediterranean puss is probably the worst puss though. Now. I think like 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 African puss probably <laughs> not like that kind of like, I'm just thinking I'm thinking from from hot sweaty and salty I'm just not about it. <laughs> I don't know the Middle East has to be up there too. I guess it's underneath those big old those big old shawls and stuff right so whatever they call those things big old shawls shawls I used what to get a like, big old shawl back in my day. What about like Mississippi puss? 
I it's got to be I, there too. I put it in the same category. As dumb and fat. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're more poor dumb than Bangladesh. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm just thinking. We right here at home, we got a we got no, a Indian sh- Indian puss would probably be pretty bad too. Probably a little spicy as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can just I'm just guessing. I mean, I mean, what I mean, if you eat pineapple, you're uh, it you, you gets a little sweet, right? That's and right. So, uh, we'll let but, you guys finish this conversation. Now. Why? If you swim it's, in the... If, if, if it's a female from Africa, it's African puss. What are you freaking out about right now? I don't know. Just that you compared it to Mississippi puss, and they share a decent it's, amount it's, of the same demographic. It's, it's, it's hot. It's hot, humid, and very, very salty. I'm pretty there. sure Africa is the total opposite of humid. Why? I I, not on the coast. If it's like a... Well, nobody hangs out on the coast in Africa. You want to go to the yeah, you desert. Go to Chad. <laughs> you go to Chad. Chad's in Africa, okay, yes. Chad. For some reason, I'm thinking of Jordan. Jordan's up in the... Last I looked, they still had the highest AIDS population in the world. So. Chad, Chad? Yeah. yeah. Is that what you have? Hey, no, it's mesothelioma. AIDS. Italian AIDS. Italian AIDS. That's right, yeah. It spanned the Mediterranean and became Italian AIDS. That's it. Even better. All right, boys. I want to I want to tell you about this uh, thing I alluded to at the beginning here. Oh, well, before we start recording, so that, <laughs> I was about to say I don't know what you're the talking listener about. has not heard. I, I watched that video about Barry Bonds, and I wanted to tell you how it went because it was interesting, and it was a, it was a hell talk. of a segue here. Go on, well, because I just I look. The more we talk about African puss, the worse this episode gets. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I gotta put an end to the African puss. <laughs> Oh, so now God damn it, I, I like to call it the African cream sickle. I gotta be, put an end to this African. See what I mean? Yeah. The longer this goes on, the worse it gets. We're gonna back away. Now. No, you so, got it. Uh, it Tyrannic was, leader. I just want to tell you that what it was basically that the video showed like it started out with OPS and this, you know uh, on on base, on base plus, plus slugging. slugging right, and it was like showing like the history of Major League Baseball and it goes back you know fucking forever. And it was like the first like five decades. There was like no one who that touched like twelve hundred OPS. It's like if you have like a one thousand OPS, you're like the MVP. But twelve hundred was like you couldn't get there. Then Babe Ruth did it like six times, and then like it took two more decades. I think Ted Williams did it like twice. Then it took forever. Like not Hank Aaron, not any of those guys in there until the early two thousands when Barry Bonds did it four times in the early two thousands. And four years in a row, so in a four year stretch, he had the fourth highest. Second highest, eighth highest, and first highest OPS in history. In, oh, in history. In history. Okay. Uh, in, in, the, in those like in those four that four year stretch. Well, that's like right the height of his steroid use, right? So y- yeah, but a lot of it had to do with the on base percentage. So the intentional walks, right. the, the not right. wanting to pitch to the strike so, zone. He had which directly stems stems from the fact that he could well, hit the a year, mile because the year the year that he hit seventy three home runs. Hold We're on, not here for correlation. Hold on, the year that he hit seventy three home <laughs> I'm runs. Too deep into it. I'm sorry. His his OPS that was like that was like the either the fourth or the eighth. The year that he hit like only forty home runs, his OPS rose to be the top in history. Yeah. So he was he was talented. So the, well, so the idea was that in, of the idea of this video was that. Um, it was like, well, his biggest weapon was fear. People were scared of him. And so a lot of it is attributed to, like, it was like, uh, it showed you, you know, the, the two the two rarest intentional walks would be, of course, the bases loaded intentional walk. Yep. And then the bases empty intentional walk. Because you, you just don't see that happen very often. Like, it showed you in history, there's only been like 119, like, bases empty intentional walks. And Barry Bonds has, like, 70 of them or something. Like How many oh, how many shit. intentional walks on the bases loaded did Barry Bonds have? I, I, it kind of alluded that he had a couple, but it was like it, it was it wasn't. I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, I get it if you're if you're you know, and it's the ninth, bottom of the ninth, and it's you know, it's whatever. It's, you're you're uh, up it's, by a certain amount. Yeah, you're up, and, yeah. you're up by you're up by three. It's like yeah, I'm gonna fucking walk. Through. Right. Speaking <laughs> of, I think I was in the College World Series about two weeks ago. There was a player for I want to say it was Auburn, but he's like he was one of the hottest players in the World Series, and they intentionally walked him with the bases loaded just solely due to the fact that yeah. he's been murdering everybody. He hits a double at three runs. You know? Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. Um, so. They looked at specifically his 2004 season because that was the year that he had the highest in history. And they were like, what if Barry Bonds played without a bat, but the pitcher doesn't know he doesn't have a bat? So all the pitches are the same that they would normally throw him. So the pitcher has amnesia? Yes. Yeah, the pitcher gets amnesia. It's like a 51st States kind of thing. Uh, so it's Drew Barrymore every time. <laughs> Drew Barrymore is the pitcher. And Barry Bonds is Adam Sandler. So what if we rec- what if we recreate the 2004 season, but every pitcher Barry Bonds faces is Drew Barrymore? <laughs> it's gonna be a real good season. Uh, I fucked that pitcher. You, you, like, she's like throwing it into the dirt every time. Just right. Like, she never did it for me. No. Uh, so um, 
the idea was like, so you can take all of his intentional walks and those stay the same, right? And anytime he struck out, like with, without, struck out without swinging, you can take those, those, those would happen anyway. And so those, those stay all the same. And it looked at like a few different categories. It was like categories in, in uh, uh, at bats in which he walked, but wasn't intentional at bats in which he struck out, but it wasn't like struck out looking. It was like he got three straight strikes so he just didn't look and then balls in play. And they looked at each one of those and any, anytime he swung the bat, they had to say, okay, well, he couldn't swing. Uh, oh, yeah. That sounded painful and sick. Uh, it, sounded like, it sounded like those chicken, that, that, that chicken mini burrito, whatever you had there, just went. A chicken mini went, burrito. Went, went, Sorry, go, go ahead, Ryan. Fucking, fucking right to the gut. So I thought we were supposed to burp in the mic. I apologize. <laughs> we are. <laughs> but not when it sounds like it's your dying that, breath. That I don't call a burp. <laughs> So, fuck you guys <laughs> Ryan go on <laughs> I will so he uh, basically it was like let's say he it was a pitch in which he swung well they look at it and say if Barry Bonds swung in that case it looked at the percentages in that year 82% of pitches that Barry Bonds swung at were, were in the strike zone so which is like insane it means his, his vision was very good he was oh, yeah, yeah. It, right so yeah he it, had what, like shin su chu vision yeah. also so, exa- yeah so what we would do is like we would simulate that and say okay if he swung at this well he couldn't have swung so let's go ahead and simulate that would that pitch have been a strike or not so you go boop, boop, run the number and if it's if it's below so you run like a random number out of a thousand and if the number's below 180 it's a it's a ball if it's above 180 it's a strike so your, your okay. chances are very low of it being a ball but you know you, you'd run that number and then so you can simulate you can simulate that at a bat. And so after doing that over and over again, and then there would be like um, if, if he didn't swing, but it was it was uh, or sorry, uh, the other way would be shit. Hold on. Oh, okay. So there's certain times whenever you start flipping the pitches back These and are, forth. This is a whole lot of math considering the fact that you're not looking at anything written right. down. Well, so if you start flipping the pitches back and forth, occasionally you actually end up running out of pitches because if you start turning pitch from a ball to a strike or whatever, you actually end up that at bat was really only three three pitches but because we flipped a certain amount of them the bat would have been extended in this hypothetical scenario right so instead of three straight strikes well he couldn't have swung there so randomize it now it's a ball now this at bat has to go longer than three pitches right so on any random so on any random pitch the simulation went on instead of pitches he swung at it would be total number of pitches in general how long did it take them to do this dude this this, this project had to have taken fucking months like Jeez. it's insane it, 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 like I was, you're, like, looking, you're looking at every pitch. Not only ever thrown at. Him. Not only did this guy dig through the data, then he had to make he made this crazy amount of graphs and like 3D images. And like it was this guy put like so 3D much fucking, images. Like yeah, right. As, as <laughs> real people. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Barry Bonds I'll, hologram. I'll, I'll jump to the results. So he he basically went through every single at bat from that season and like saw what he could flip and not whatever. So Barry Bonds' on base percentage that season was 609, the highest in history. 0.609, right? Without a, without a bat, his on-base percentage drops to 0. .608. So, Holy shit. Dang. So it was like, this guy is basically, his biggest weapon is not doing anything. It's like, you're scared of me. And because you're scared of me, the pitches that I'm receiving are just fucking different than anyone, anything anyone else is getting. And yeah, yeah, like, that, that, like he, he, break, he would break the record for on-base percentage by literally standing there with the bat doing nothing. That so relate that relate that to the NBA. So whenever Luca came in this year, right, he was he was looking for fouls and he was he mm-hmm. was thinking he was going to get fouls that he was, he should have been getting because he was the best player in Spain. Uh, and they talk about well, yeah, 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 you're a rookie or if you're brand new to the league, you don't get some of these fouls as you expect to be getting, right? Superstar so, treatment. So, yeah. so yeah, superstars get this, but you start thinking about it and it's like, well, if that's the case, LeBron drives the drives in the paint. You're thinking to yourself. Like, God damn it, this is LeBron. I gotta yeah. I gotta I gotta sack up and really play him play play some really hard D here. And if you do, you end up drawing a foul because you're being too aggressive. And so it's it's almost like the, the, the reputation the person has oh, yeah. warrants in NBA fouls. And in 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 uh in NBA, MLB it's they it warrants balls because 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 the because the pitcher is thinking i've got to be more aggressive here yeah and try to get things that are just tricky right on the very edge but i end up missing because yeah, you're, you're literally receiving different like uh different I, I, treatment because of your reputation at, at his height miguel cabrera was receiving different pitches probably yeah probably so then then uh I, I mean hell even let's say adrian beltray because he was on the, on the back end of his career there but like 
it'd be just like he was receiving different pitches. So you're like, wow, his stats are amazing. You're like, yeah, but the the, the pitches are tr- the pitchers are trying such like fine line shit. With oh, him, for sure, you know. Um, but in the NBA, on the, on, on the, the that notion, it's it interesting. One one of the worst things in sports to me is what well, NBA fans going, oh, fucking LeBron gets all the calls. And you're like, yeah, it's true, but it's not limited to LeBron. Kobe got all the calls. You know, uh, James Harden gets all the calls. Dwayne Wade for one playoff series got fucking all the like, like stars get all the calls. So bitching about LeBron or whoever you want to bitch about get all the calls. Fuck you, it's all of them. Yeah, it like, kind of falls on deaf ears. Except for it's... Shaq. Shaq's got, like, none of the calls because that dude... Well, yeah, he was a monster. He was so massive and so strong that, like, people were just beating the shit out of him. <laughs> They're like, yeah, he's good. He's fine. So so I want to take it another direction. It kind of has to do with, uh, with what Tim was just talking about with steroids, and he was saying the reason that, that Barry received the... Like, some of the different style... The different treatment from pitchers was a direct correlation to the fact that he was on steroids. In no way do I condone steroids in sports or anything, but, I'm but condoning. I have always thought if there was a sport out of the four major sports that steroids should be allowed, baseball to me is the only one. Solely due to you're the fact that anyone. there is not as, yeah, you're not hitting anybody, so it's not a physical contact sport other than, I mean, maybe if you're charging down the third base line and you you run yeah. over the catcher, which Man. but which th- that's gone now. It's so gone yeah, now. yeah. So you can't do it. What is what's the? I guess I would like to know what you know. Barry height of Barry Bonds. Who's who's probably the, the strongest hitter that's done on steroids right now? You think like Joey Gallo Trout. probably? Trout. Oh wait, wait, wait. Trout. So is strongest like home run? Home run it, it, yeah, it, it's it's I just, I just say, it's I just probably say, Joey or John Carlos. Say, Stanton. Stanton. I'd say, I'd say, well, Aaron highest, Judge has a claim. Oh yeah, yeah, and Aaron Judge highest ball speed off the bat. Right. Well, so, right, so, right now that's Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo so yeah. I would say that then, then the only area where, where you could see that being scary would be if, if Joey Gallo. I mean, what's Joey Gallo's speed off the bat? 160. Uh, no, no, no. It's not that high. It's 100, 125, 130. I think it's I think it's like 113 or something. Okay. How much faster off the bat do you think Barry Bonds in his steroid era? How how much faster off the bat do you think a ball is? Because I because I could see I could see I don't the know, only, I, they they probably the didn't only, have the stat cast. But they probably didn't. But I would yeah. but I would I would I would think that. The only danger you'd have is like that one freak deal where a ball yeah. I mean, line drive right to the shortstop smokes him in the face where he gets glove up, Bear, or mainly the pitcher. Barry's right? an interesting case because he was basically a Hall of Famer before he ballooned up. Like he had such a good career, like being the the fast dude who's still like you know a great hitter, and then he ballooned up and then really took off. You know, in the early and, 2000s. and wasn't it because so correct? I you guys may not know this, or you may, and if you do, please correct me. So I feel like we always <clears throat> nice man. I feel like with Barry, wasn't the reason that Barry started shooting up was because guys like Mark McGuire mm-hmm. did it first, yeah. and he was like, "Shit, I gotta catch up. Yeah, I know look, that I'm look, still a great player, but yeah. look where they're going." Well, right? Barry, well, Barry Bonds basically led the charge into you need to shoot up if you want to be better than Barry Bonds. Yeah, it's essentially what happened. Right? Okay. It was it was, yeah. it was it was it was it was Barry Bonds Barry, was so good. He started out like, with like, he, it was like everyone was shooting up because they wanted to get better. Barry started out with all the tools of a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. and then became massive and strong. So it was which, like he had, he had the great that vision. He won't ever be in the Hall of Fame. No, he had the great vision. He had a, he already had that, like, an insane batting average. That dude could like, I mean, I guess I guess that, that's all tied into vision. I mean, that dude could like really really hit. He is hitting for average, hitting for power, all that, and then he ballooned up and started breaking home run records and shit. Like it was like, man, you didn't need to do that, but. We're still talking about you, so I guess maybe you did. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, yeah, <clears throat> it's, yeah. he definitely, it, an imprint on history was left, for sure. What do you think about Barry Bonds being in the Hall of Fame? I want him in. I think so, too. I want him yeah, in. Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, it's, I, th- I think that if you if you poll, I think that eventually you're going to have... Pete Rose, too. ...enough. I think I think you're going to... I don't know, though. I guess I guess if, if you make the case that Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame, you should you should allow Pete Rose... Because why... Okay, so why is Barry Bonds? Not oh, I hundred percent think it's, Pete it's, Rose should be. It's in the a, Hall of it's Fame. you know, you, you affected the integrity of the I game. I figured that'd be your stance. <laughs> he affected gambler. Uh, the uh, <laughs> he uh, you know Barry Barry Bonds affected the integrity of the game by by modifying and giving it an unfair advantage. I guess even if you put it that way, I mean, what did Pete Rose do that was so egregious 
he was, you know, gambling on games, possibly throwing him. That, that affects the integrity of the game. Yeah, but, and, and think but of it. He, he wasn't. Hold giving, on. He wasn't giving himself an unfair advantage. Yeah, but I guess yeah, and say. think of it this way: Pete Rose was so good that he could affect the fucking outcome of the game so that he yeah. would win money. Yeah, that's how good he was. I don't think if don't that's think, not Hall of Fame worthy, I don't know I what don't is. Think, I don't think. I don't think you'll ever see Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. But I think that it, as as writers retire and die and yeah. move on, as, as you get further you know and further I, away, that Barry Bonds will eventually. You get know what a big in. reason why I think Barry's not in the Hall of Fame is because he's a dick. Okay, <laughs> that's yeah. He is kind of he an is asshole, a dick. Yeah, it's, it's like, I mean, it happened to To for a long. I, time. I was just so, about to say yeah. it, that that kind of the same thing happened to where To it he it took him a long time to come around and be like, you know what? I guess I got to finally kind of start repairing my and, image. But then everyone started like giving him shit because he he didn't want to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony, and he's like. You guys fucking stunned me for years. Like you guys were like giving me shit and like saying I shouldn't be in, and you writers were being assholes. I don't want to go to your party either. Fuck you. Also, he was broke, so he couldn't afford it. But that's neither here nor there. Sometimes you have twelve kids. What do you do? He threw, he threw his Hall of Fame like party at like at, at his, his high college school. or something. Yeah. Was, was it was it his high school or his college? It was like it was his high college. school or junior college or it was it was, it was something, something like that. It was yeah. something like really low. In which I he mean, did like five hundred push-ups in the parking lot before and then went inside wearing those camo pants. Come on, honestly. Where did where, where, where Tio go to college? Chattanooga, I think. Wait, it was either Tio or Jerry Rice in Tennessee Chattanooga. One of the two went to Chattanooga. I think it was Tio though. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, the uh, I mean, I, that's just, that seems so low, like so low, uh, <laughs> uh, low grade, low quality. That's like yeah, I got I don't want to throw my Hall of Fame party with you guys. You guys are a bunch of assholes up in Canton. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go to Chattanooga and throw it there. It's like, dang, okay. You got- yeah. Kenny uh, Chesney's going to play the after yeah, concert. Yeah. I, I heard, actually. I, I, yeah, that, that's the, the, the Way down yonder on the Chattanooga. That's Alan Jackson. Came out. It was like everyone that goes. I know it's Alan Jackson. Everyone that goes to the Hall of Fame, they like to, uh, they bring their posse with them, and then they always throw like a big Hall of Fame party. Like t- uh, Jerry Jones had uh, Justin Timberlake at his and whatever, performing and shit. Um Oh, so, so uh, Tio's like, like, I can't throw a big party yeah. before I can't go. <laughs> well, well, that's what he thought. He was, if you guys, if we come to Canton, we're going to have a, a group a group dinner at Chili's afterwards if y'all want to join. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the skillet uh, queso's on me. Yeah, I'll buy the appetizers. You guys get <laughs> yeah. your own chicken crispers <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy drinks, but you only get non-alcoholic. I'm not buying anything Man, else. Man, I'd love that. me some chicken okay, crispers. Okay, so for clarification. Chicken crispers. For, for clarification, uh, Terrell Owens went to Tennessee Chattanooga. Jerry Rice went to Mississippi Valley State. Mississippi Valley State. You guys ever notice that like some of the best receivers always oh, come yeah. out of just like some bush league school? Like, uh, well, well I, I, I say bush league, but like you think Calvin Johnson, Georgia Tech, no, and yeah, then they, they all of a sudden just started like what, Pitt. Yeah, Pitt. Yeah, they just started like breeding receivers at Georgia Tech because uh, uh, what Demarius Thomas was underneath. Well, okay, so Julio Jones went to OU. Right, no, Alabama. So, no, Alabama. Alabama. Sorry, who was uh, uh, who's AJ uh, Green and Julio Jones? AJ, AJ went to Georgia okay. and Julio went to Alabama okay. at the same time. And then you got who's, who's you got the, DeAndre Hopkins went to Clemson. Out of OU, yeah. Who am I thinking? Who's um, receiver out of OU that um, there was so Kenny Kenny Stills went out of there. Um, then there, there's one Hollywood Brown. Um, maybe maybe I was just thinking the red, and that was that's why I thought that it was no, OU no, there, there was, was well, well, well Mike Evans came out of A and M. Okay, yeah, but I'm, and, I'm, uh, trying, to think, I'm trying, trying to think of what where did Antonio Brown go. Who the fuck? No, oh, he was. He was like a sixth round draft pick, yeah, right? He I'll was very up. small school. Um, I'll look him up. Um, <laughs> but you're right. I'm, I'm just trying to think of like where, like big school, like receivers coming out of big schools. Odell and Jarvis were at LSU, and Zach Metcalf yeah. was so, such a shitty quarterback that he couldn't make Odell and Jarvis like win. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And he yeah. had like, um, who's that running back? It was like Jeremy Hill or something like that. That was yeah, an NFL yeah. player. Man, I'll tell you what, I haven't really given a whole lot of thought about. Those two being on the same team, Odell and Jarvis, that is, but fucking a. Antonio Brown, Central Michigan University. Yeah, Central Michigan. Yeah, which, which actually Central Michigan is also where I believe Greg Jennings went, but it may be Western Michigan. Yeah, dude, Odell and Jarvis, <laughs> and then Tony. Tony went to Eastern Michigan, right? No, Tony went to Eastern Illinois. Illinois. Eastern Illinois. Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Eastern something. I'm just. I'm. The, I'm That's where Sean Payton went. It's also where Jimmy Garoppolo went. Sure is. Where'd uh, Where'd Gronk go? Gronk was Arizona because my buddy's girlfriend fucked him. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure that's a long list. <laughs> well, Jesus. She's really hot. Oh, well. Aaron Hernandez went to prison. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Yale. He went to Yale. He went to right? It was a soft J. He went to whatever, uh, Staten Island Correctional Facility. <laughs> but uh, um, the, uh, anyways. Yeah, man. Um so, uh, Ch- Chad, before you go, can you tell us what time we're at? 
I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> All right, we're, we're at... Uh, chicken minis are coming back. We're at diarrhea <laughs> o'clock. I got it. <laughs> All right. Is that why you sound like you're going to die a little while ago? You're like, <laughs> oh, God, it's passing through my lower intestine. I'm going to blow. All right, give me uh, right quick in the league who you think your top five receivers are. My my okay. number, uh, yeah, get, get, go ahead. Maybe, maybe maybe you don't have to rank them like one, two, three, four, five, but it's like, and this, this is a pool of five. I'm not going to okay. say which Dude, one's Okay, five. I was looking at this really hard the other day. It is tough. Yeah, it is tough. Receiver, it is receivers very are hard, man, tough because there's so many of them, dude. There's so many of them. Okay, I, I still think I still think that that Odell and Antonio Brown are still top two. I think that people don't give Juju Smith Schuster enough, but I'm, I I don't want to say he's my top five in my top five because I'd like to see how he's going to perform without Antonio. I mean, we all know. That it's kind of like that LeBron Kyrie, you know, right, like yeah. interaction there where it's like everyone LeBron draws all the attention, so Kyrie can be can be great. Is that the same thing is going to happen with Juju and, and Antonio with now Antonio in Oakland? And so um, the uh, um, uh, the the thing for me on my top five, I still put Odell. Still put Antonio Brown because I think Antonio Brown was I'm glad, great. You know, I just realized that you caught yourself in realizing that Antonio Brown was in. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oakland. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I fucked that up. I thought that you were going with uh, Antonio Brown and Odell are playing for both of the Browns. No, <laughs> never mind. I don't know what the hell I thought, Tim. I don't know what you thought about either. Uh, I, I still think uh, I I honestly think that you you can't you can't leave either Cooper Cup or Julian Elbin out of the conversation. I think that they're just this. I'm, I'm serious. I'm being dead serious. Not, I just I Cooper think that, Cup. And yep. Julian Edelman, dude, do you see? Do you see how the passing game for the Rams? No, I know. You know, it changed. Off it changed. He left. You just and, and you know, I, I you can't say that the only reason why you're a great receiver is because you can catch sixty yard bombs. If you can be an efficient slot receiver, catch ten yard, ten yard, you know. I'm I'm routes, I'm with you. I'm with you. You're, but you're a great receiver. I'm That's with you. But I'm I, so, just in, in the top five like talent standpoint alone is what I'm is. I guess kind of what I'm basing it off. I, I would put I would I would I would put Amari Cooper in the, and that's not homerism coming out. I would put Amari Cooper up there. I really. No, I, I get you. I, hey, I, I I've I've got a homer take in my top five as well. Receiver. I think one that's that's extremely underrated is Mike Evans. I think that people don't give him his due. Yeah, he's the only um, reason that Johnny Manziel was relevant. I know. Yeah, I, th- I think Mike Evans is a phenomenal receiver. And then I think the the last spot for me would be a really tough decision between AJ Green or Julio Jones. I think Julio Jones is on the back end of his of his. Well, I mean, AJ his, Green kind of is too. Yeah, they basically and, and started AJ, AJ, right AJ, around AJ, the same time, AJ, right? And, yeah, and AJ Green got they're, they're the same draft. Yeah, yeah. AJ Green's kind of been getting hurt a lot, so I guess I'd probably give it to Julio because Julio is a. I like Amari Cooper and Julio Jones because the both of them are just workhorses. Yeah, yeah. They, just, they go out there, yeah. they perform, and they're like they're like Larry Fitzgerald. I wouldn't put Larry Fitzgerald in my top five right now. I think Larry Fitzgerald's a phenomenal receiver. I mean, what? How many? He's had zero. Was it zero drops? Right in his yeah. career. I mean zero. No, drops. no, 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 no. It's not zero drops. It's, it's he, he's had he's had less yeah. drops than he has fumbles. Fumbles. That's right. Yes. Okay, yeah. I mean zero drops would be a fucking yeah, stat. yeah, yeah. Be, that'd be insane. That'd be, that'd be insane. But the uh, I just I think I I probably would give it I probably give it to Julio Jones then in that scenario and AJ AJ and Larry Fitzgerald will be kind of on like six and seven. So you left a guy off of your list who I personally consider my number one. Yeah, probably the same guy as me. And is DeAndre Hopkins. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about him. DeAndre Hopkins is honestly my number one throughout the league. I He is a fucking monster. Like, he is – and he never has a quarterback. Well, now now he's finally getting – like, he's going to be able to build a little bit of a repertoire yeah. with uh, with Deshaun. But he, before that, I mean, he had just absolute whatever asshole that they could pick up outside uh, NRG before, Stadium. Who was before Deshaun? That was uh, – So you had Case Keenum was playing for him. Yeah. You had Matt Sh- – well, I, was he there with – I think he was at the very end Matt of Matt Schaub, Schaub right? I, I bet Fitzpatrick played a few Yeah, he played Fitzpatrick. Yeah. There was like TJ Yates or TJ something like Yates. Didn't know – oh, what's his butt from uh, – didn't uh, Whedon – wasn't Whedon down for Houston? Probably. For, for yeah, yeah probably. He's Whedon been everywhere. They, they basically that's rehashed all of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Like standard uh, – Sage Rosenfels or something. Yeah. yeah. But every single year – he produces big time. And shit, he was even producing because I think his first year that he was there was when Andre Johnson was still like yeah. a, a hell of a force. Yeah. And I mean, it was already apparent that he was going to be good. But so DeAndre Hopkins is, he's probably my overall number one. I am absolutely amazed by Odell's route running and ability to catch the ball. He's yep. a freak. Yep. I like Antonio Brown a lot. He, 
you want to hate the guy because he's kind of a, a cocksucker. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, he doesn't ever not do anything but produce. And, and when they play a primetime game, anytime that he's ever been in a primetime game, that's the, one of the biggest reasons that he's received the amount of the, the notoriety that he has is because every single time the Steelers played a primetime game, Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night, or like or a big playoff was, game, that dude always had just an out-of-this-world game. It was like two years ago. <clears throat> dude, he was balling out against the Patriots. The, the Steelers would have been the number one seed overall. Yeah. He was balling out, and he like that was when he got his injury, and he was out for the playoffs. And uh, and it cost me a fantasy football victory, but that's not here nor there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man, he was. it was a big game. It was like the, the top two seeds in the, in the uh, AFC, and they were like, meeting up at the end of the season. He was fucking balling out that game. Yeah. And then he got hurt, and the Steelers lost, and the Patriots went on to what about, what about you, Ron? I only named three, but that's cool, Tim. Go ahead. So, DeAndre, Odell, Antonio. My, golly, I, I don't know. I bounce so much on this. I, and another one that you didn't name, Michael Thomas has gotten to where he's – and I know it, it's a little bit smaller of a sample size – but I, to me, I, I feel like I can just see it. He's definitely top. I, I thought about Michael Thomas. He's definitely top ten. Yeah. But I don't. I just don't think I'd put him in top five right now. I and think then, I think he's a game changer. I like I said, I think he's a top ten receiver, yeah. and that's that's amazing. If you've got what a hundred, hundred and twenty, uh, hundred, hundred twenty, ninety receivers, yeah. been what type of receiver set you got in the league right now? Yeah. Of starting receivers, let's, we'll just call it. We'll call it ninety receivers for three receivers, three starters per team. But you don't. I. I just don't see. I don't see him at all. Oh no, yeah, I, I get you. I, I'm I'm going a little bit more on the youth side, minus the Antonio I think, Brown. And I, and I would I would be really interested to see if like uh, oh, what's his butt number seven for for New Orleans, the got kid from BYU. Oh, Taysom t- uh, uh, t- Hill. Uh, Hill? Uh, yeah, yeah, Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill. Yeah, I would be interested to see if, if you took Drew Brees out and put put Taysom Hill in there. And he would be as relevant. Well, yeah, okay. See, and, and that's the Drew thing. Brees. Drew Brees is. I mean, he, he's what behind. Behind what Peyton now? You'd yeah. say that he's probably like the the number one like quarterback, like, and, and he's one of the top quarterbacks who's ever come into the league. I mean, behind behind Peyton and Tom Brady and maybe a couple of the old guys. I mean, Drew Brees is top ten quarterback of all time. I would yeah. I would say it's really hard. Which not to okay, and there. and that right there is what I I predicated a lot of my argument on for DeAndre Hopkins, considering the fact that he hasn't had a quarterback and he's sure. still produced so yeah. much. And like I said, I forgot about him. Yeah, so I completely agree. With yeah. yeah, and then my number five guy, and this one's a little bit of homerism, is also going to fall into what you were just talking about. But Devontae Adams is, and he has been he's the voted forgotten guy. Dude. He is the forgotten guy, and a lot of people, a lot of people chalk well, that like, up. He's like he's like a Mario and Julio, where he just is kind of. He just doesn't really say a whole lot. No, he no, he's a very quiet guy. But yeah. he was just voted by all the other receivers, and it's one hundred percent true. There's nobody better off the line than Devontae Adams is, and I can show you guys countless videos to where in all the corners we're and good. stuff. Yeah, no, I, I'll we're, show you. Don't, don't you worry about we're, we're it. Good. All the corners talk about it all the time. They're like, you know, there's no one. Have you just give us a highlight tape of a... Do you, do you want me to do that? I can do that. I follow good. some people on Twitter that have already broken it all down. <laughs> okay, don't nice. you worry. What's your favorite Devontae Adams play of all time? My favorite Devontae Adams play of all time. Hmm. Sideline catch against the Eagles in 17... Uh, I want to say it was like down to the twenty-five, and it was like on a fourth and fourteen or something like that. Mr. Packer, who was the uh, um, who was the receiver that caught that that thread that Aaron Rodgers threw in against the Cowboys? Was your Michael Finley? Was it was it your Michael in, in the playoffs? In the playoffs, remember it was like, it was like that 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 toe tap. I don't know if it was the playoffs or was that regular season when he just like I mean Aaron Rodgers went out there and just surgically d- dismantled. Hold oh, on, are you talking about in fourteen in Green Bay? That would have been fourteen. Yeah, whenever and it was just like it was. Second, when when, when, when he rolls out to the left, last yep, second, yep, slant, yep. that was Richard Rodgers, the tight end from uh, Cal. I couldn't remember who. Because in, in sixteen, in that. yes, that throw in 16, is amazing. It was, it was amazing. Finley in sixteen on the on the sideline. No, 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 no it was Jared Cook. They're the same guy. No, they're, they're not. not. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're not. Okay. Michael Finley is paralyzed. Actually, uh, my, 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 no, he's not actually. Uh, but Michael Finley lives in Alito and has a. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jer Michael Finley. Yeah, I love Michael Finley. Okay. Fuck you know Jer Michael Finley. I got a great topic after I give you mine. And, uh, and we're going to get to that. Uh, mine here is going to be um, r- real quick. Uh, we've already covered Hopkins. That dude's a fucking freak. He basically beat the Cowboys this year. It's like single, single, or double handedly. Uh, single double handedly. Right. Yeah. He, he had two feet too. Right. Two feet. So, yeah. yeah. He is full bodied. He right. beat the Cowboys. He, <laughs> he he and his teammates beat yeah. the Cowboys. Exactly. Uh, so uh, uh, 
Hopkins, Odell, and Antonio. And I, I on one of our first episodes on this podcast, I, I made a statement uh, as kind of similar to my J.J. Watt statement, which was that Antonio Brown's one of the best receivers I've ever watched play. Like he, yeah. I, 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 I actually don't know if I can name a better receiver that I've seen play live. Not live, but like seen play over a period of time than watching Antonio Brown work. Would like, you put him again? I mean, did you you watch Jerry Rice? Not until I mean, by the time I was watching, like I was cognizant of football. I was born Jerry in '89, so by the time I was like nine or ten, you know, able to watch. He was it, out of there, right? And so, um, I, like Rainy, I saw Randy Moss at at his prime, and Randy Moss is great, but I don't, I'm not really into that type of receiver, like. Obviously, I wish the Cowboys had drafted Randy Moss, and I feel like yeah. we would have. But right, I, I get it. Like Randy Moss is amazing, and he's probably the best receiver of all time. Uh, 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 him and Randy Moss have that like, or him and Jerry Rice have that. Is it Jerry or is it Randy kind of thing, right? That's fine. But Antonio Brown, dude, his routes, he's just everything about him. He's great. So those three: Hopkins, Odell, Brown, and then I have to agree on Mike Evans. Uh, I think Mike Evans is fantastic. Uh, and then. It was kind of a, I kind of wrote down several here that I was like torn between and kind of like 5A, 5B-ish because I was like, I like Michael Thomas, but I don't know, I watched some games last year because he was on my fantasy team and I watched some games that he disappeared on. Um, Keenan Allen over the Chargers is, 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 is underrated. I yeah, like Keenan Allen a lot. Um, and, and Julio, honestly, I've never been a big Julio fan. Uh, I, I think I think he's obviously put up the numbers, but I just, I don't know. He, I've never thought Julio took over a game that somebody that like, I've seen Odell Beckham just take over a game, you know. Um, but so I think my, my, my like 5A, 5B would be kind of either Amari Cooper, the route running, the Cowboys, you know, all that. And then Adam Thielen, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Now, I I lucked out because obviously the, the Vikings are in the FC North, so I watch a decent amount of Vikings games as well. But two years ago in fantasy, I picked him up really, really, really late rounds because – I, the, the year prior, I'd watched and I'm like, okay, this guy is going to become a go-to guy for them. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was an easy steal for me to where this last year's draft, I got him again, but I think I ended up having to take him in like the second round as compared yeah. to before I took him in like the 11th round. Dude, that guy's routes, his hands. I mean, that oh, guy's he's, he's great. Talking, talking Adam Thielen. Thielen. Thielen yeah. and, and you know what is, although I know he, he plays for the Vikings, so I, I kind of hate them, but... I think it's a really cool story that he's from Minnesota, yeah. was a walk-on at the University of Minnesota, and then basically was an undrafted free agent for the Minnesota Vikings. And <laughs> yeah. he's there. That 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 that's a cool homegrown now, story. If, if, I can respect. If it. you gave me a, if you gave me an option, I'd probably take Amari Cooper. I think his like I, I want to say pedigree is higher, but I think the ceiling is higher for Amari Cooper. Like the dude's still like but twenty-four maybe. Yeah, and, he's young. And that dude at one point in time was looked at as like he was kind of like that. Coming up through the ranks of like high school to college football, everyone was like, "Dude, this this kid is gonna be something special," and through Alabama and all that, getting drafted high by the by the Raiders, it was like this kid has, I mean, his his blue blue chip prospect like oh, yeah. ability. I think his high his ceiling is higher, but I think Thielen's floor is higher. Like like Thielen mm-hmm. is gonna be solid. Amari Cooper is gonna have variance. So yeah, I think uh, I think if it come it comes down to it for me, I would I actually probably take. You know, put token white guy in my top five. I think I would have replaced with Adam Thielen. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think you put me on the spot to make me go first and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah. Fucking I Julian Edelman and Cooper Cup over here. Honestly, between the two, I, Cooper Cup. Between the two, we, we, we oh, talked about it around playoff time. Is like I like Julian Edelman a lot. I think I think that dude is underrated as shit. Like that dude is solid. And the he was we talked about it in the Super Bowl area there around that time. Julian Edelman was the MVP of the of the entire playoffs, not just the Super Bowl. Julian Edelman was the playoff MVP because that dude t- showed up game in, game out. Here, Here is what I will say about Julian Edelman. I don't know that I have ever seen a receiver that is more fearless going over the in the middle of the field. That guy does not give a shit about, about getting hit. He, I mean, he is the perfect receiver for Tom Brady because he's, he's a safety valve for Brady, and he's going to do all the dirty work. He's going to get up, talk a whole bunch of shit about yep. whatever he just did, whether it's a three-yard catch or it's an 18-yard catch, and, and he, just, he keeps rolling. But he is – and me and Chad talk about this a decent amount whenever we watch the games. That guy gets blasted, like, play oh, yeah. after play, and he gets up and just keeps on ticking. You think that ball touched his pinky against Kansas City? Mm-hmm. I wanted it to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody watching was like, 
God, come on, you can see. No, I there was there, oh, was, there was, was his thumb, right? Was yeah, thumb? yeah, yeah. There was thumb. there was an angle that clearly showed like he it didn't it didn't touch. Yeah. Him. So like, I was kind of thinking about like guys that are all kind of the same guy, like uh, when you say like Jermarco Finley and Jared Cook, and then, and like, there's a lot of those guys like in the NFL, like there's a whole crop of quarterbacks that are all basically the same dude, and they're doing like those those backups that every team at one point in time had like uh, Brandon Weeden is on every NFL team, yeah, and like. Uh, Sage Rosenfels and um, there, there's there's those guys that just like rotate around and kickers in general kickers that aren't the top four kickers those dudes like Sean Sweesom has played for like every team twice and like uh, uh, Graham Gano Sean Sweesom <laughs> yeah. dude those guys those guys just go around the league from team to team like a damn circus just going like oh here we go we got Sean Sweesom this this you know this week or whatever. Um, but there's there's so many players in in that league that are the same dude. When when it comes to fantasy, who do you think this year's you know number one selection is going to be? I don't think I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to be there. I think he's been he's been yeah. he's been the consensus number one pick for what four years now I, to, to I, outside, me, outside of last year. If but yes, four me, years, five years, uh, years I, I would I would think that the number like consensus. I don't know if it's going to be what's going to turn out to be number one, but I think Saquon Barkley. Because of his I, ca- his pass catching ability, along with they're going to be handing the the rock every fucking. I say down. between him and Todd Gurley. Yeah, and the thing about uh, Gurley, the Gurley, the, the knee the, thing, the knee thing, um, especially his uh his like massage jerk off therapist or whatever yeah. that guy was that came out the other day <laughs> saying he's like he's got arthritis in his knee. To be Did honest, you not hear about that. Uh-huh. To be yeah. honest, depending on if you're but doing, he said, oh, it's the off season. It'll be fine once. So the it would depend here. on if you're doing like PPR or not. He's going to wear copper fit. A, a really, a really high pick is going to be Christian McCaffrey if you're doing PPR. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that that one's going to be a high one. But the thing is, is at the end of the season though, Zeke's going to have more yards and touchdowns than all of them, and he's and he'll, gonna, and he'll have a lot of catches. The guy who picks fourth or fifth is going to get Zeke, and he's going to have 1,700 yards and 16 touchdowns, and he'll catch X amount of balls. And you're gonna go. Oh, why didn't we think of drafting Zeke first? Because yeah. you're a fucking idiot, and that's why. Like that's. I think. I think before. I think before training camp gets started, or maybe halfway through training camp, we should definitely do a. Uh, we should do a little segment on, um, on on who we think like, you know, passing leader, rushing leader. Yeah, for sure. Like like like. Uh, oh, that you, you know, it'll be, be fun. Is to, is to do that. Like to do like who we think is gonna lead the league in, in in passing yards and whatever. We should also do a thing where we look at like Bovada odds on who's gonna be the NFL's leading rusher, who's gonna be the NFL's leading receiver, and and and, and like. Look for like those really good bets that are like, okay, uh, like, like this, the third or fourth down. Yeah, like, like a, this good guy's value like, bets. Plus, yeah, this like this guy's getting like two hundred fifty to one odds, but we know that he's going to be higher than where yeah. he's at. Like that kind yeah. of thing. We can look at some like value bets on that. Yeah, because um, like this year right now, like who's going to lead league, league in rushing? Probably Zeke, right? Yeah. But is there anyone that's like like maybe like Philip Lindsay? From the Broncos, like, like, give, I, I get, like Zeke, Zeke gets one like concussion and he's in he's in yeah. protocol for a week or two and Wh- who's puts the him guy behind next? on somebody. Yeah, who's next? Yeah, you know I, I I'm starting to get more and more work because I love Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley is just a stud he's of a, a good player. Dude yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's a good guy. I I keep getting more and more worried about the fact that New York doesn't really seem to have much of a plan going forward. God dang. They got Daniel Jones. Yeah, I know, just and, dude. And I'm I'm missing away his talent. Exactly, though. and that's what I'm saying. I I am so worried that it's going to become like a Barry Sanders type thing. That that poor guy is going to be trapped up there, and he's just going to be. But you have to think. Like, I mean, after after what his rookie contract's up, which would be five years with the player option, he's a first round pick. Um, he would, uh, or the extended, I guess, not player option, the uh, the fifth year option. Yeah, and then they'll franchise tag. So six years. I mean, and I guess it's it is a it is a running back. So where is it going to be five six years from now if he's carrying the team? Because we know Eli's not going to do it. Daniel Jones is going to have his his thump his butt for probably two years. We'll have to see about Zeke too. Zeke's been in the league. He's gone through three seasons to be his fourth. I'm interested to see Zeke next year. Like he's doing. Zeke's touching the ball what, 400 times a year, like between carries and catches. He's 350, 400 times a year. He's touching the ball. I think he's a freak athlete, though. I, I mean, I that's, that's, I, not, that's not homerism coming out. I think he's just. I think he's different. He's, he's never. He's, I guess you should take out that in, in his second year, he only played 10 games. So he had six less games on his on wear and tear there. And it wasn't an injury. So it was, yep. you know, so it's it's almost like he's played, he's played what, two and a half seasons? You know, give it. I mean, well, he's playoff games. So I guess you can give it. Give it full th- three full sixteen game seasons if you count. What they've had three they've had three playoff games, so he's close. Well, but my, but the wear but the wear and tear. I just think I think Zeke is one of those freak athletes where well, he just 
He doesn't. He doesn't wear down. He's like Frank Gore. See, but I, I'm, know, I'm not gonna... even. I'm not worried about that because with Zeke, it's not like it's all been for naught. Yeah. Zeke has made the playoffs two out of the three years. Yep. They were nine and seven that th- that, that third. Yeah, year. and they, they and were nine like, and seven the third year, and it was predominantly because he was out. Yeah, had he played, it was... so it, it's it's not like his efforts are all for naught. To where I feel like Saquon, you don't really. It's not the same game of I was about to say yesteryear, but with without wanting to sound like well, Shakespeare. Well, but uh, no, so yesteryear. so it, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, like it's not the same game of yesteryear. When Doth Zeke burns, <laughs> carries <laughs> thy ball. Hey, I, I, I'm trying to give yeah, a running back analysis here, and they're talking about Chad wiping his ass. Yeah, it was so. a hot <laughs> But no, no. So you, you don't you don't have a running back that carries the game the way that it was back in the day. So even as much of a freak show as Saquon Barkley is, I mean, it's not going to be enough to overcome the incompetency at quarterback and just the way that the rest of Saquon that team is, is ran. Yeah, I mean, basically, he's pretty much got to be. He's pretty much got to be everything. Yep. You don't believe in Daniel Jones? Nah, Jimmy, not really, man. Jimmy. Yeah, we've. Uh, we, I said. I said he's gonna have a thumb his butt for two years. So what do you what do you think yeah. about? Um, so I'll, I'll kind of throw this to you. We were discussing, well, first off, we were discussing our top five receivers. I won't make you go through that, but maybe you can think about it. Um, but we were talking about who do you think is going to be, like, the first pick in fantasy this year versus who's going to be, like, the top performer. Oh, man, that's tough. I mean, I'm the dumbass that always takes quarterbacks in the first round, so. That's true. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Zeke's got to be close to the top, right? I mean. So, yeah, that, that, Zeke, was, Zeke was my answer. I, I feel like people are going to be taking, like, either Saquon or, like, Christian McCaffrey or something. But like at the end of the year, who's gonna have more it's a lot of catches? And, you know, like who's gonna have who's gonna have more points at the end of the year? It's, it's gonna be Zeke every time. Yep. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's where I'm at. But Zeke Zeke's gonna remind me a lot of like the talk about Marshawn Lynch. Every fucking year, they were like, Marshawn Lynch is gonna wear down this year. Like, there's no way he can keep going because he's carried it 300 times last year. Like every every year, they go, well, you know, the history says and the stats say that if a running back carries it 300 times, they can't continue. And the every, thing is, every year Marshawn produced those histories and those stats. Like you just, I, I feel that's what that's one of the reasons why I don't like statisticians. The reason why I'm so glad you guys pay me to be on this podcast that we don't we don't care about stats. Yeah. So you guys don't get paid. What's your paycheck look like? Just 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 me. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's definitely six figures if you include the decimal. Uh, the uh, um, the uh, you're still getting six with the decimal with the decimal, bro. That's pretty good. We go we go to like the uh, the thousandth of, of oh, cents as well. Okay, yeah, me too. <laughs> there we go. The uh, um, actually, I think I'm negative for this you, podcast. Are you, you spent more money. Yeah, you, than you lost made. a truck. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The amount of money that I've spent on beer and vodka and losing my truck, I'm definitely in the negative. The truck is the which truck one, is not which this one podcast's costs more? fault. The beer and the vodka. Uh, so the uh, um, with I, I hate I hate statisticians who look at it and say. Stats show that, that that running backs wear down for three or four years. It's like, yeah, but you're looking at you know a lot of chumps. You're not looking at at some of the guys. You're not looking. I would like to see a statistician take out you know in the last whatever whatever timeline they're looking at ten years, fifteen years, twenty years. So okay, yeah. we're gonna take out only the Hall of Fame running backs who've been in the last twenty years, and we're gonna look at their their wear and tear and what and what happened there because. I feel like, feel like if you if you're a Hall of Fame candidate, yeah, we, back, look, we ain't looking you're at wearing shard choice. You're you're a you're a freak of nature. Therefore, you for some god reason, God gave you this this amazing ability to where your knees don't snap every time someone hits you. I I, I just feel like I looking feel like, at I feel you, like Gale Sayers. Yeah, I, I just feel like that the. Who the fuck is Gail Sayers? Old Bears running back. Yeah, old Bears oh. running back that probably would have been a Hall of Famer, but he has like leg snapped yeah, in two. He's like song? third year. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uncultured like Gail, swine. Like Gail Sayers is like some old lady you play bingo with on the weekend. <laughs> like, uh, hey, Jason's a big Gail. bingo player. God damn it, Gail, you're lying again. I just up bingo cards. I, I actually had a great aunt named Gail. Oh, yeah, but yeah. she loved the Bears. It was Gail Bolton. Gail Bolton. Gail Bolton is the most. Just Texas country ass name in the world. Did you throw salt on her? She sounds shit. <laughs> she was a snail. She sounds like she makes everything with butter. She just everything butter. You want a vodka tonic and butter? Yeah, I guess. And maybe why she's things. dead now. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> because of her creamy vodka tonics. <laughs> Gross. Uh, R.I.P. Gail. The, uh, her, uh, her liver and arteries yeah, yeah, yeah. suffered. But I just I feel like that wear and tear. You've got to look at those who are freak athletes who just have that genetic makeup where. They don't wear down, and you should stop giving them that 
that that shit there. So, anyways, Ryan and uh, Ryan yeah, and we, we got a Helen Keller session going I don't know. on. Over Chad here. always does this thing with his fingers and tells me it's shit, and I don't know what he's saying. He's trying to. He's we have five a... minutes. I feel like the five is about as easy as it gets. <laughs> I got a question. Five minutes. Chad, question. Yes, Chad. <laughs> Throwing it to you. All right, Chad, you got five minutes. Talk about what you want to talk about. Oh, I took a big shit. Yeah. I lost a lot of money in Vegas. Things are going pretty well. Will... We want to talk about Vegas on this podcast or next podcast? We'll, 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 we'll save that. Uh, uh, now, Chad, now, when you took that big shit, was it directly because of the Michelob Ultra and the, and the uh, Chick-fil-A, or was that because... Of a previous meal, like uh, you know, last night. Well, me and Taylor like drank a lot that of beer it's a last joint night. Joint effort for all of them. I drank a lot of beer last night, and usually I should after drinking a lot of beer. Hadn't had my shit yet, so I think that was it. I filled that bowl up though. I mean, it was about to like, touch my. By butt the way, cheeks. guys, where'd y'all, where'd, y'all y'all go, where'd y'all get drunk at last night? In in my office. Oh hey. Yeah, me, <laughs> me and Jordan walked by and saw y'all playing Mario Kart through the window. Yeah, yeah, we played Mario Kart, drank some beer. You guys like you guys watch Game and House. You guys ever get hungover? Oh, and, like, it's this weird, weird thing <laughs> that can't, can't happens to me when I drink a lot of beer and I'm like hungover. I take a shit and I feel better, you know. Like I'm like I take that first shit and I'm like, wow, my hangover is basically gone. It's all stored up in my colon. You ever had yeah. that time where you take a shit and like you get like a headache as you're pushing? You're like, god damn it, my head hurts. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. If you're like really hungover. Oh yeah. god, why does everything hurt right now? Or if you're like trying to jerk off and you get all the blood rushing to your pecker. Yeah. And then like your head just really starts hurting. You're like, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna really? think of a worse time to to, to jack off than a than a <laughs> funeral. Than a hangover? <laughs> yeah, man. Funeral, funeral, <laughs> funeral. I vote funeral. Wait, you you never jerked off when you're hungover? We can play Family Feud with this. I don't think I have. <laughs> yeah, we should do Family what? Feud. What survey? Dude, says. it'll change. Says. It'll change your life because it makes you feel better. It just drains the rest of the energy Jeez out of your body. Christ. Yeah, if you want to stay in bed all day, that's the way to do it. Yeah, when you're it hungover. is. Just jerk it every one, like every, yeah, every hour. And I also heard any testosterone. Also heard that if you like have a stuffy nose, it's good to jerk off too. No, it's what Jason yes. heard that is when this, you're is this, is this, That's is this, medically is this, accurate. Is this a Gail Bolton like medical advice I'm getting right now? Like she didn't have oh, a dick. Lather your honey. Lather your hand and butter. Girls can still jack off. No, okay. We already, me and actually, we had this conversation the other day with our girlfriends saying, what do you call it? Like, do you call it jacking off or do you just like call it, I don't know, flicking the bean, rubbing one out, you know? They, they legitimately rub one out. Yeah, know? well, yeah. I, I know, that's what I'm saying. So they don't jerk it off because they're not, unless they got a huge clit, they're not jerking it off, dude. <laughs> well, then, on that, on, that, on that huge clit note. Jason's got a point. And speaking of. Uh, yeah, I know I have a point. That's accurate. The clit, it's like it's like a it's it's like a little button. So Chad, why yep. don't you hit that? What a stretch! Hopefully you can find that button better. You can find the clit. Damn! I can't find it. Damn it! I can't find it. I 